right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? What's she doing? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation with the state, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have um, contracts for clients and partners, uh, getting, um, you know, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas and hiring and training strategies so you are not sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administration support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you're going to need to know. Um, there's no way around it. Okay. So that's why uh, I do what I do. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance because the paperwork can be confusing, uh, I want to help you. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today if you're a first-time client. At linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can also download the uh, free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss a live broadcast, because let's be honest, you're not going to be able to make all of them. Um, you can catch up at your leisure. Um, and Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can get your uh, NPL Legal Dish merch, you know, your mugs or t-shirts, you know, you want them. They're cute. Go get them. Um, so yeah, everything you want to know in regards to me, that's where it lives. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. All right. Um, yeah, so that is our business section. Um, we've done our housekeeping. Let's get to the reason why we are here, okay? Um, just in case somebody's watching this down the road and they're like, what is happening here? So this is how NPL Legal Dish works. I pull stories from the news, stories from um, blog sites, stories from stories that you guys send me. Anywhere I find inspiration, a story that has a lesson that we can learn as a business owner or an entrepreneur, I bring it here and we, hey, the haunter, I bring it here and we talk about it, okay? So this is the time for you to uh, get involved in the conversation, um, ask, ask questions, give commentary, as long as it's respectful. I will be asking you to give me some emojis and, and we will be asking you to answer some questions in the boxes. So, uh, you know, keep your ears open and, you know, your hands ready as long as you're not driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2. I will not be held responsible for any traffic accidents. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that I want to talk about before we start. Um, okay. So today's show is going to be kind of short, but what I, uh, because we don't have as many stories as usual, but what I want to do is, um, take the extra time. And if you guys have questions about business formation 
or about any of the stories that we've ever covered, you can ask your questions, okay? All right, so let's uh, get started. Uh, if you have, if you own any Apple devices at all, whether that be, uh, you know, an iPad, an iPhone, a, what else do they make? An Apple Watch. If you own any Apple items, give me an Apple emoji in the comments. Uh, whether you're watching live or you're watching the replay, I want that Apple emoji, okay? Um, so... Obviously, Apple is one of the biggest tech companies in the world, uh, and they are very protective of their technology, as they should be. The Haunter just said, boo, Apple. You know what? Um, you are free to have your opinion. I have been, um, I have been, uh, you know, on the app, on the Apple team for a while, but I was also on the Android team, and they do, uh, each one of them has their positives and their negatives. So, I'm not, I'm not pro-team anybody. I'm for whatever phone costs the least and works the best. <laughs> okay? Uh, long live Samsung. I'm glad you enjoy Samsung. But, uh, we all know, a Apple's one of the biggest tech companies in the world. Um, they make a lot of products. Um, and they're protective of their technology. They're protective of how they make their stuff, right? Um, and this is actually an update on a story we talked about a while ago. Some months ago, um, I told you guys that Apple was suing a cybersecurity firm called Corellium. They were suing them for copyright infringement and a violation of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, okay? Because Corellium is a cybersecurity Firm, they were creating virtual iPhones on a some type of platform. So it wasn't a physical phone. It was, you know, something they were creating in a computer program. And Apple was, um, they sued them saying, you know, this is a violation of our copyrights because software programming, uh, computer programs can be, can you can get copyright protection for that, right? Um, and uh, they, they've, they've been going back and forth in court for some time, but uh, they, they have um, now, it, there's been a resolution. Apple and Corellium have actually settled this case, um, but during the discovery period when they were, you know, going back and forth in court, it came out that at one time Apple had tried to purchase Corellium. So I think that's an interesting point of note, um, you know, between these two companies. But um, they have actually settled this case. So Apple is no longer suing Corellium. Um, they, they have dropped their lawsuit. Um, we don't know what the terms of the settlement are, but I, I'm sure there's some type of profit sharing or whatever, or they, they broke Corellium off a huge chunk of change to not, you know, do that anymore. Whatever. Anyway, um, but there have been people out there who say that Apple is using intellectual property so that people won't do research on their products so they can't, you know, create competing products. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Do you think that that is um, a tactic um, that Apple is using? Are they using intellectual property law to try and box people out of, you know, iPhone territory? Hmm? 
Because if I'm just a re- researcher, you know, I'm allowed to reverse engineer something. Um, but Apple is saying, hey, you created this version of our thing, um, and you could the only way you could have done that is if you found our computer program. That That's their argument. So let me know what you think about that. Um, I do think that Apple tends to kind of throw their weight around legally. Um, they like to sue a lot of people. If you guys remember, there was that whole lawsuit with the meal prep app called Prepare, and their um, their logo was a pear, the fruit, the pear, with a bite taken out of it, and Apple sued them for trademark infringement because they claimed it was too close to the Apple um, trademark, right? So this is not something new for Apple. Um, so I, I'm of the mind to think that they, they do sometimes you know, use the power of, hey, Canna Cape Cod, thanks for joining us. So I am of the mind that Apple does use, uh, you know, intellectual property law to keep um, other companies from kind of uh, breaking into, you know, that iPhone market. You guys know how tight the the, the, the Apple market is. Like, they, they create their own economy. They don't want anybody to break into that. So they try and protect that using intellectual property, okay? All right. Moving on to our next story of the evening. If you have ever heard of the charity Cars for Kids, if you have ever heard of the charity called Cars for Kids, give me a car emoji, please, or some type of vehicle emoji. Um, uh, Okay? Um, Whether you're watching live or you're watching the replay, if you have heard of the charity cars for kids give me a car emoji thank you canna cape cod now here is the next question when you think of cars for kids is cars spelled with a c or is cars spelled with a k the haunter said can't forget that annoying theme song okay well there's there's an interesting story behind it when you think of cars for kids, is cars spelled with a C or is cars spelled with a K? Let me know in the comments. And I'm going to ask you why 1877 cars for kids. You know, I don't know the theme song. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, well, while you guys are, are, you know, going down memory lane. I remember when I was um, younger and we were driving home from church and there was a huge billboard that, you know, advertised for cars for kids, but it was cars with a K. But the thing is, there are two cars for kids charities. Um, In the 1980s, the first cars for kids charity um, was initiated. It, um, uh, they... Uh, Canna Cape Cod said definitely a K. Well, initially, the first Cars for Kids was spelled with a C. So Cars for Kids, Cars with a C, they started in the 1980s, um, and they basically have a common law trademark because they've been in they've been around for so long. If you have a lot of longevity in the game, you know, there, there you do have some common law trademark rights that you can um, lean on, right? But here's the thing. So Cars for Kids starts in in the 1980s. And um, in 1995, Cars with a K came onto the scene. So Cars with a K, 
you know, they're, um, they're doing their thing out here. And both of these organizations, what they do is they sell donated cars to fund children's, uh, you know, children's chair, children's programs and charities and things like that. Right. So cars with a C, they're doing their thing over here since the eighties. Then in 1995, you have cars with a K, right? Cars with a C, I don't know what they were doing, but they don't realize that there is cars with a K until 2003. So they send a cease and desist letter, right? Um, and then, uh, that, so they sent a cease and desist letter. Uh, now, cars with a C, they primarily operated in Texas. So they didn't see cars with a K in Texas anymore. So they were like, okay, cars with a K must, you know, the, C, the cease and desist worked. Let's go about our nonprofit way. But 10 years later, cars with a C sees cars with a K advertising again. So they send a cease and desist letter in 2013 um, to, to Cars with a K. Now, in the meantime, Cars uh, with a K, they had applied for a trademark for Cars with a K, right? And they sued Cars with a C in 2014. They sued for trademark infringement. Now, initially, Cars with a C won a $10 million judgment against Cars with a K. Um, the judge said, you know, Cars with a C, they've been here since the 80s. Cars with a K, knew they were around, da 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 And Cars for Kids won a judgment of $10 million. But um, Cars with a K, just like I would, they appealed that judgment. They said, whoa, $10 million, what are you talking about? And um, I just wanted to update you that this award has actually been reversed. Another judge looked at it and they said, while cars with a K may have violated a common law trademark, where was cars with a C? Cars with a K has been doing their thing since 1995. Cars with a C didn't notice until 2003 and then not again until 2013. So $10 million dollars is a little bit much to be giving to these people who were very lackadaisical in, you know, pursuing uh, the protection of their trademark. So I wanted to know from you guys, do you think that the, the, um, the, do you think that the vacated judgment, do you think that the judge was right to take away the $10 million judgment and reconsider how much cars with a C is owed? Do you think cars with a C should have won at all? Or should cars with a K be able to do what they want? Let me know what you guys think. And if any of this is confusing, I know we've been throwing around a lot of cars. Let me know. Um, Canna Cape Cod said nonprofits should not be suing nonprofits. It happens all the time, Canna Cape Cod. Um, no matter what your nonprofit is, every nonprofit starts, starts out as a for-profit institution. They are subject to the same rules. They are subject to the same rights and privileges. Okay. Yes. A nonprofit is here for the public, you know, for, for the public social good, but, um, it still has the rights of a business. And if somebody is violating your trademarks, you're allowed to sue for that. Hello, friends. Um, all right. So 
Um, good luck to Cars for Kids. Uh, I hope, I hope the children are, you know, getting the majority of the money that, that they're, they're, they're making from selling these cars. Okay. All right. Uh, before we move on to our final story of the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance, I want to help you. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation today. Okay. I can't wait to hear from you. Um, now, uh, we're going to move into our last story, but, uh, just another reminder, our stories are ending early today. Um, we just didn't have a lot of stories, but if you would, if you guys have questions about business formation, I will take your questions. Okay. For about five to 10 minutes, um, after we finish our last story, depending on, you know, the volume of questions that we have. All right. So. Our final story of the evening. Uh, if you have heard of, you know, this little brand called Chanel, give me two C's in the comments. Give me a CC in the comments. If you have heard of Chanel, give me a CC in the comments. While you do that, um, so Chanel, we all know Chanel is a luxury brand, and Chanel, they're very protective of their mark. Quarterly, they take out an ad in the New York Times, um, you know, to remind people that Chanel is, you know, a, a trademark, it is a protected name, and you shouldn't be out here, um, you know, doing your thing with their mark. Um, conversely, you go on Etsy and any other, you know, uh, uh, craft site where people sell things, and you will find Chanel-inspired, you know, bags, clothes, whatever, all over the place, Right. Uh, meanwhile, Chanel does not sell their things like that. If you want something from Chanel, you usually have to go to the Chanel store or buy it from a reputable secondhand, um, you know, secondhand merchant. Um, so Chanel, like I said, they are very, very protective of their mark, right? So, um, uh, so, so that's our background on Chanel. Now, if you have ever heard of Wish, the, the, what is it? Wish, um, I've heard of them mostly because their stuff is never what you ordered. They're always the one when they have those memes like what I ordered versus what I got. Um, if you have ever heard of Wish, give me a star in the comments. If you have heard of the company Wish, give me a star in the comments, all right? Um, so, uh, like I said, the company Wish, they have vendors on there. You know, you can, it's kind of like, uh, um, it's like low budget, well, not even low budget. It's like, you know, AliExpress, Shein, all those things where you get your, your discount stuff, right? Um, well, Wish, they have vendors on there, and Chanel is suing about 25 of the vendors on Wish, including Wish itself. They're saying that Wish is not doing enough to prevent um, uh, Wish. <laughs> the haunter said Wish, a.k.a. scams from China. Listen, don't let the Chinese hear you, the haunter, okay? They monitor the internet. Um, but yes, so Chanel is suing 25 vendors on Wish uh, because they are selling counterfeit Chanel items. Chanel does not play. Um, a lot of you are out here, you're making your, you know, Chanel-inspired bags. I don't know where you get the Chanel fabric, 
um, you're making Chanel dominoes, you're making Chanel shoes, you're making, I don't know, Chanel headbands, whatever you want to put with the CCs. Ladies and gentlemen, you're putting yourself at risk to getting sued by Chanel. Chanel does not care that it's just one person. One person is enough. They worked hard to make that name mean something. And when somebody is selling counterfeit items, it dilutes the power of that name. So this is just your daily reminder. You're not supposed to be using other people's brands to promote your own. Don't build your back, your business back on someone else's brand. Build it on your own. Because if they go down, you're going to go down with them. All right. Um, yes. So those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Um, we are going to go into Q&A right now. Uh, so if you have questions on business formation, meaning EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, articles of incorporation, bank accounts, trademarks, copyrights, patents, um, what's contracts, um, hiring and training. Now is your time to ask if you have questions about any of the stories uh, that we talked about, meaning Apple versus Corellium, the cars for kids versus cars for kids and Chanel versus wish. Now is your time to ask, um, all right, because the hunter said, you know how many Chanel ripoff face masks there were around 2020? Exactly, exactly. I see y'all running around with these Louis Vuitton masks, these Chanel masks, these whatever masks, uh, you know. And I'm like, I know they don't make that. And I know where you work. <laughs> Not to say you can't spend your money on what you want, but hey, Zep Wellness, but... Yes, Chanel is very particular about where their stuff comes from. They have their, you know, designated, uh, their designated distributors. So if you're not a designated distributor, Chanel considers that to be, uh, um, what do you call that? Counterfeit. We even had a story where there was this company that was, um, they were selling items that they had, you know, decorated with Chanel buttons that they found from thrift stores and Chanel sued them for trademark infringement because, uh, you know, they're like, essentially you're, you're diluting our name. Um, can Cape Cod said, do companies care about consumables? For example, people baking and advertising Chanel cakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, especially if you're making money from it. So it's, it's, it's about if you're making money. So if you're just, if you make a Chanel cake, for, you know, your friend, because it's your friend, and they love Chanel, that's one thing, but if you are making a business out of selling Chanel cakes, that could put you in trouble, all right, um, but yeah, so it's, it's, and, and that's where it lies with trademarks, you know, it's like, the trouble with infringement usually, and trademarks usually comes when you're, when you're making money, <laughs> all right, uh, any other questions? Those were some good, um, th that was a very good question. And that was a very good comment about the face masks. Okay. Um, and even those of you who I saw walking around with, uh, the, the, your favorite football team face masks, uh, you know, those things, I hope that, you know, did you get them from the team website? <laughs> All right. So if we don't have any more questions, we're going to leave it here. We will be back, well, I'm going to be home in Boston next week. I should be able to do the show, but depending on what my family and friends have planned, um, we'll play it by ear. 
I want you guys to have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves. We'll be, um, you know, we'll be back here when we're back here. I'll be online. If you find anything you want me to talk about, DM it to me. Uh, Check my stories. You know, I'm pretty active in there. Um, And have a great night. Bye, guys.